Yeah, he's a tough one to gauge, huh? Ah. <laughs> uh, because you want to gauge your eyes out. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um. Uh, well, oh, that really, uh, really got me. <laughs> You're really trying to to rustle some jimmies, huh? <laughs> hey, hey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fancy Footfools Podcast. I'm your friend Richard Yan. Joining me, as always. Is your friend Sean Cipher. We're going to be going over week 14 today. We hope you guys are in the playoffs. Um, and we're going to help you make it far into the playoffs with this episode and the episodes in the coming weeks. But first, Sean, how are you and what are you drinking tonight? I am doing decently. Um, had a pretty interesting day in, in the fantasy football league that you and I are a member of on Yahoo. And yes, I'm not going to yes. get too into that, but that was interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, hanging in we there. Sol- we solved a, a long-term problem with a certain member. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, Huge weight off our shoulders, let's say. Yes, definitely going to get my a uh, lot fewer annoying messages throughout the weekend uh, or throughout the weeks. Um, but uh, besides that, you know, pretty, pretty average day. Um, really, really not up to much right now. Just kind of working right now from home doing uh training stuff. So nothing exciting going on on this end. And uh, much like egg- eggnog still. No, I'm not drinking anything exciting tonight. I'm drinking some water because well, I actually have not been drinking that much water lately and I got to get back on that shit. Hashtag hydro homies. <laughs> you know, anytime my body feels like I have a little bit of a headache or whatever, or I just I'm feeling like extra stressed or extra, I don't know, tired, whatever. If I just drink like a cup of water, usually it helps a lot, like a lot more than than you think yeah um, it's kind of funny how like sometimes you're like ugh, i feel like trash and you have water and your body's just like hey idiot that's why we were feeling like trash this shit's kind of necessary right but then you go to your body and you're like why didn't you make me feel thirsty then huh yeah it's kind of on you body fucking idiot <laughs> wait oh no <laughs> I also, I want to clarify that when I say I haven't been drinking that much water lately, what I mean is I've only been drinking about 60 ounces of water a day. Yeah. So I'm I'm a lot lower than my average. But that's low for you? Yeah. What's your average? Like a gallon a day? I wouldn't say a gallon, but I'd say, I'd say close to probably 100 ounces a day. I have a friend who drinks two gallons of water and when we were like that's a lot of water he's like really how much water do you guys drink and we're like a normal amount um definitely under a gallon he thought we were crazy for drinking under a gallon two gallons a day is a lot like a gallon a day is a lot and i say that as someone who drinks 
actually, now that I'm remembering, it's 128 ounces. Fairly close to a gallon. But two is a... That's a lot of fucking liquid to be putting into your body. Right. <laughs> like, do they work out a ton? I think a fair amount. Also, they're not... They're a small... They're not a big guy at all. Um, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Extra, extra crazy. Damn. What about you? What are you drinking? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm wrestling with that. <laughs> Imagining doing, drinking two gallons of water a day. Got, got you shook it. Uh, I'm doing good. I just got back from vacation. It was a good time. Um, and I am drinking a UFO pumpkin beer. I think I've drank this on the pod before. Uh, but it's called Journey to Planet Pumpkin. Yes. It's very, very good. I remember that one because the name is fantastic. The art's fantastic, too. Old cartoony style. Um, big fan of it. Big fan of UFO. Always shilling those Boston beer brands, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. Gotta represent. <laughs> huh. I like that, uh, that, that art on the can. I just looked it up. Oh, yeah? I like that. Yeah, it's nice, huh? Yeah. Fun. Very fun. Fun and festive. Seasonally spiced and brewed with real pumpkin puree. Huh. Yeah. You That's can pretty interesting. It. Only the real stuff for Richard here. <laughs> Only okay. the real stuff for the real ones. <laughs> real recognize real. Uh, quick sidebar. Have you ever True. seen The Circle on Netflix? No, it's it's some it's like a reality show. It's kind of like Big Brother, but like a lot less interesting. Um, It's they basically lock a bunch of people in their own separate apartments and they can only interact with each other through like a messaging platform called The Circle. Um, And they like it's like a popularity contest. They like play games with each other. They like gossip about each other and then they vote each other out. Um. This past season of The Circle, the the phrase of the entire show was real, recognize real. People were tossing that around every which way. And I got so tired of that phrase. How real long ago did that come out? Because that's a feels like this a throwback was, almost. Yeah, I know. But this was like this year it came out. Like Damn, summer of 2021. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> it was it was really bizarre. Um before we get into fantasy content, as we all uh I guess that's the podcast we do here. Um Technically. We're gonna do our quick question of the day, our quick trivia question. It's an estimation question from the board game Wits and Wagers. Um so the answer is an amount of some sort. We're gonna do closest or we're try to get as close as we can without going over. Uh, I have not seen the answer. I've not even seen the question until now. You ready, Sean? Oh, let me get my uh, typing fingers ready to type the question out. Not to, not to cheat for the record. All right. What percent of American dog or cat owners allow a pet to share their bed with them every night? What percent of American Dog or cat owners allow a pet to share their bed with them every night. So basically, what percent of people who own a dog or a cat let their dog or cat sleep with them? Um, okay. 
So I imagine this question comes down to how many millennials and younger own pets, own cats and dogs. Really? Why is that? I think millennials are like, I would say 80% of millennials let their pets sleep with them. Um, mm. We're just so attached to them, you know? We're never going to be able to afford raising children, so our pets are our children. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, cat owners, a lot of cat owners, I feel like, would let their cat sleep in the bed. I know uh, Frankie takes up half the bed when he decides to come in here at night. Um, <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, he he. some nights he's, like, prancing around waiting for me as I go get water downstairs before bed. Like, I go to the bathroom, and then I come out of the bathroom, and he's like, okay, we ready? He'll walk up the (laughs) stairs with me, I'll climb into bed, he'll hop up, and he'll flop on me. That's so cute. Yeah, he's, oh, he's the freaking best, man. (laughs) Kind of the majority reason why I got through the past year. Uh, (laughs) So, I'm going to be kind of wild here. I think I'm going with, like, you know what? I was going to say 68%. I'll say 69%. Uh, my hunch is a little under 50. Like, I feel yeah. like everyone wants to, but I feel like due to shedding and um, maybe slobber from some dogs, I, I feel like a lot of people just get tired of the practicality of it at some point. Like, it's... It's probably cute for the first like month or two for some people. And then they just get real tired of the, um, so I'm going to say like 45%. 45%. All right. Just un- under half. You know, I will say the, the every night part of this might end up getting me. Um, yeah. Because I do know a lot of people have that kind of rule with their pets where it's like not every night. Mm-hmm. So, so that might actually get me here. Well, we'll see. It's also we totally possible see. neither of us gets this because we both went with fairly, fairly like uh, low ranges. Right. You know? But uh, that's just how the cookie crumbles, Sean. That's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> okay, uh-huh, let's uh-huh, get... I like it. <laughs> Man, remember that movie? What movie was that? That was Bruce Almighty. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. That was a fucking awesome movie. Jim Carrey's Jim, great. Jim Carrey's great in everything he does. He is. Um, okay. I guess we'll do fantasy content now. Um let's go over the news of week fourteen, everybody. We'll go we'll start with our favorite injuries. I'm just kidding, injuries are terrible. Um let's pretty start short with short list though this week though, right? Because yeah, everyone died. Short. <laughs> right. Um so first of all, everyone has COVID. Um we hope that your players do not have COVID, but chances are they do. Um let's figure out some names. OBJ has COVID. Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin still has COVID. Which I realize people are probably like, is that that big of a deal? But Gaskin has the Jets this week, so Right. He should be a very good play if he plays. I mean, 
90 players have been added to the list since right. since Monday. Um, I will just, I found a list, so I'll kind of go through very quickly. Um, pick out some names that are relevant. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, uh, Jamal Williams. Then we have uh, Josh Gordon. I'll be his name. Uh, all of the Rams, every single one of them. Every Ram. Yep. Every every single one. Right. Um, Odell Beckham, Daryl Henderson, Jalen Ramsey. Coincidence? I think Ooh. not. <laughs> all of the Miami Dolphins running backs. Um, Alexander Madison, Mark Ingram, Kadarius Tony, Mike White, the legend himself, Quez Watkins. Um, so he's not a god. Yeah. Turns out. Um, and every single player on the Washington football team. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fucking COVID out there. So uh, we hope you have depth. <laughs> yeah. Uh mask up, people. <laughs> right. Please. Um, please. And for your fantasy team, uh pick up depth. Literally pick up as many potentially good running backs, receivers. Hold a backup QB or two if you can. Um, because if you're in the playoffs or if you're in the toilet bowl, um, you need you need to still perform for these last three weeks. Um, and the playoffs you need three good weeks in a row, pretty much, right? Um, if you're in the playoffs, it's all pretty much luck from here. So, um, you can mitigate some of that luck factor by by holding a lot of depth. Um. So that's that's the big news. Um onto more specific bodily injuries. Um we'll start with wide receiver Terry McLaurin on the Washington football team has a concussion. Um he went up for a pretty pretty insane reception, didn't get it, landed on his head. Um and now he is day to day and probably probably won't be there for week 15. Um, which is unfortunate, but it is a concussion, so he could literally be cleared tomorrow, um, potentially. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Emmanuel Sanders has a knee sprain. Um, Ooh, not that ouch. relevant for fantasy, but um, definitely sucks for the Bills and for Emmanuel Sanders. Um, he's exited, exited week 14, didn't return. Um, Gabriel Davis got a lot of work in his absence, so um, could be a good depth piece. Emmanuel Sanders is definitely going to be out week 15, so um, grab Gabe Davis if you can. The big, I think, headline run injuries were at quarterback um, with two big quarterbacks and one semi-big quarterback. So the biggest one, Josh Allen, has a left foot sprain. He's questionable for week 15 um this was a contact injury his foot got caught underneath a defender um he got his foot taped in the sidelines he definitely monitor this um if you have not just for josh allen managers but for stefan diggs managers cole beasley dawson knox uh gabriel davis it's it's um josh allen is such a key piece for this offense um and with this foot sprain, it, it 
it's not good news, especially so close to the playoffs. They might rush him back. It, he could re-aggravate it. Um, this is just a very tenuous situation for Josh Allen. Um, next, we have Lamar Jackson uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. He has a right ankle sprain, also questionable for Week 15. Um, also a contact injury. He was originally going to be questionable to return to the game, but he never did. Um, he got ruled out after the half after halftime. He was wearing a boot um, after the game, which is a good sign that it's not a high ankle sprain. Um, but Lamar, with his with his rushing prowess and being the base of who he is as a fantasy player, um, definitely someone to monitor going into Week 15. And if you have uh, the likes of Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, definitely monitor it. Rashad Bateman might be actually better off fantasy wise without Lamar Jackson. Um, but we will see. And finally, we have Taylor Heineke. Uh, he has both knee and elbow injuries. Um, Heineke. <laughs> um, very, yes. High, too high of knee. Um, poor guy. Poor guy. Both of which can be described as a contusion. Um, says this report from uh, Matthew Betts of the Fantasy Footballers. Um, definitely day to day here, and definitely monitor this. I feel like Washington is could be a full fade this week if Taylor Heineke is not there. Um, but we'll talk about that as we get into the matchups later. Um, running backs, we have a few unfortunate running back injuries. Austin Eckler on the Los Angeles Chargers, who's been so great all year, has a left high ankle sprain, questionable for week 15. Um, there's a chance that he comes back, but with a high ankle sprain, I feel like that's, I feel like they're really being overly optimistic here. Um, Brandon so Staley. It sounds like he's going to play. All indications are that he's going to definitely try and play at the very least. Mm -hmm. And regardless of if he does or not, you need to roster Justin Jackson. Because if he yeah. does play after four days with a high ankle sprain, very right. high they're chance of injury. They're on a short week. Mm -hmm. I really feel like this is like, since they're so in contention, they want to, they're just trying to rush him back out there. Um. I don't think this is the best for his health necessarily. Um, the next one is Kareem Hunt. Um, just came back very recently, exited week 14 with a high ankle sprain as well. Didn't return. He's going to be out week 15, probably longer. Kevin Stefanski said he's week to week. Um, poor guy. Can't, can't catch a break here, but obviously this is great for... Nick Chubb, he'll get more work. Dearness Johnson might get more work here as well. Um, last but not least, Giovanni Bernard. Uh, maybe he is least here. <laughs> um, but Giovanni Bernard of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has a hip strain, MCL sprain, going to be out multiple weeks. Just solidifies Leonard Fournette's position in the backfield. Not much else to say there, I think. Um... I think that's it, Sean. Any other any other piece of news you want to discuss? So we did not mention DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that's a very important one to mention. 
he is he's done for the season um he at least the rest of regular season which means he's done for the fantasy season right um he believe he has a knee sprain yes a knee sprain um and so he's done it sucks it's a big uh not a massive loss to those that have him have him rostered because he's been not phenomenal this year um yeah very disappointing year for hop it is or it has been um and it's it's mostly because they actually have other options to throw the ball to and what i would expect is that going forward for the rest of the season it's going to be aj green and christian kirk i don't think um rondell moore will have a huge bump here you think that's a 1a 1b situation or do you think one of them will get more or get will get line the lion's share of the target um i am i think uh aj green will get the lion's share of the targets but christian kirk is a pretty good downfield guy so i think he'll still get valuable targets because they'll be downfield targets okay okay um i think that's it for the news you want to move on to the matchup sean yeah um the let's do it only thing i want to say um more than this is make sure you are monitoring all the COVID nudes this week oh wow let me rephrase that because my mouth stopped working halfway through that it's all that water right i need more um make sure this week you are monitoring all of the COVID news because it's really really starting to come out hard and heavy right now and this is going to possibly be very problematic for the NFL over the next week or two, depending on just how exactly this plays out. We're in the middle yeah. of the normal cold and flu season. It's cold everywhere. Um, people get sick every year around this time, and it's no different with COVID. People are going out a lot more. It's spreading very fast right now. And it's going to be spreading through the NFL a lot right now. Yeah. Like these 90 players in these last three days is that's a lot. Yeah. It's that's a fucking ton. And I imagine it's going to be nothing compared to the numbers we'll see by next week. I anticipate by Wednesday of next week, we're going to be well over, you know, 200 players having tested positive. Wow. Okay. So, um, definitely keep depth on your bench for fantasy. Definitely keep keep safe out there for yourself for your own physical well being. Get your boosters, max mask up. Try not to go outside if you don't have to. And for fantasy, yeah, keep keep a lot of depth on your on your bench as much as you possibly can. Not much else we can say, really, right, Sean? Um, you just gotta hope it. No. You just gotta hope it hits you. It hits your fancy team less than it hits your opponent. Um, yeah, and it, 
it would be really unfortunate if that's what these playoffs, these fantasy playoffs come down to, really. Um, but this, that's just the reality of it. So with that said, let's go on to the week 14 matchups. Uh, sorry, week 15 matchups. And we'll start with Thursday Night Football, the Chiefs at the Chargers. This is a pretty hype game. Um, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. And the Chargers are 8-5. and five. They are well within playoff contention. And so are the Chiefs. They're still first in the AFC West, despite the up-and-down season of Patrick Mahomes. Um, so both of these teams still have plenty to fight for, right? Um, they don't have the playoff spot locked yet. So um, they definitely need to maintain their position. Um, and they're definitely going to go all out, which is why I really I think that they're they're kind of forcing Austin Eckler back here um, for the Chargers. So um, let's start with the Chargers. And Sean, I want to know your thoughts about if Austin Eckler is in and if Austin Eckler is out, because obviously the the backfield will change, right? You can start Justin Jackson if Eckler is out. Um, but the offense as a whole, do you think Austin Eckler being out will really hamper this offense? Because I personally think it might, right? It takes away a huge part of the rushing game. Um, and we, I, I know Justin Herbert is like a really, really good quarterback. Um, but against, against someone who, against a defense that doesn't really have to worry about the running game. Um, I'm not sure how well he'll fare. Um, so what do you think? What do you, how, do you think Eckler's absence will really affect this offense and something fantasy managers should uh, pay attention to? Um, Eckler's absence will absolutely impact this this offense. Um, he's a very, very key piece of this offense. If Eckler plays, you play him. If Eckler doesn't play, then I think you can start Justin Jackson. Because he's kind of been um, the guy that appears to be the next man up for the team. Right. But he's not really a full replacement for Eckler. You know what I mean? No, by no no means is he a full replacement for Eckler. I think if you're the Eckler manager, you can start him. This is a pretty, um, this is a pretty tough matchup for running backs, um, as it is. And so I would not be thrilled to start him and I would not um I would not want to start him because of that but with Eckler I feel differently I would want to start him because it's a division game they would be going all out and Eckler is just that much more talented the matchup for running backs though it's been hmm, it, it's not great but also They've played a lot of very good running backs this year, so it's tough to tell what's that. What's the defense versus just who are the guys they're playing against? If Eckler is out, do you still have faith in you know, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if Eckler's out, he Keenan Allen is going to have a monster week, in my opinion, because he'll be the guy the offense needs. Okay. Um, and on the Chiefs side. That we say this every week, Kelsey Hill, Clyde. Not much else to say, really. No, um, not on the Chiefs side. 
not that you were, but don't be tempted by Byron Pringle, by Michael Harmon, but um, it's not how the Chiefs operate. It's also just not the defense you'd want to play anyone, any like wide receiver two against. Right. Uh, Clyde should have... be a slam matchup this week for the record, though. What do you mean? Uh, the Chargers defense is just for receivers. They, um, they're a run funnel defense. And I think the Chiefs are smart enough to take advantage of that. So I think Clyde's going to get a ton of work this week. We have Saturday games this week, folks. Folks, um, we have the Raiders at the Browns. Um, playoff contention wise, the Raiders are in contention for the AFC. Um, and the Browns are in contention as well. The Browns are a little bit ahead of the Raiders. They have a game up on them. Um, so both teams will definitely be going all out. A pretty critical game for both teams to keep their uh, correction. Only one of these teams will be going all out. The Browns, because they'll all be out with COVID. <laughs> wow. Yeah, probably. Um, let's talk that was a about great joke. That was that was a great joke. Thank you. I needed some yes. acknowledgement for that one. <laughs> you gotta laugh. I laughed. All right. Fair enough. And I give you, I give you a nice hearty pat on the back, sir. Ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, tweet at Sean if you if you liked his joke there at Aztecar A Z T E K A R. Um, give him some love. Apparently, my laugh was not enough. It wasn't. <laughs> It'll never be enough. <laughs> Just like me from my father. Not really. My father is extraordinarily proud of me. We're very close. Your father's a great man. I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about the fancy pieces that are boring in this game, and then we'll talk about Hunter Redfro. Um, Raider side, Derek Carr, eh, and don't, don't Waller. Car. What? I don't car about him. <laughs> I don't car. I don't car. Mum, I want to be an archer. <laughs> I don't want to be a princess. I don't car. I don't car. Want to be an archer. Uh, and Darren Waller is still not practicing. Um, it is Wednesday. He's dead, man. Decapitated. Whole big thing. Pretty, pretty dead. So he doesn't car. He doesn't uh, car. <laughs> so it's really just Hunter Renfro, which we'll talk about uh, in a bit. But let's talk about the Browns first. Um, everyone has COVID. So play Nick Chubb if he's out there. Yeah, um, I really feel like that's it. Like all of the tight ends have COVID right now. Yeah. Um, Baker's gone. Case Keenum is currently scheduled to start. Nick Chubb is going to have a thousand fantasy points this week. Unless he also pops positive, in which case the earnest season whoever doesn't have covid by sunday will have a lot of fantasy points yeah i really kind of like it sounds like such yeah. bad analysis but that's all we can say right now like <laughs> it's tuesday or it's wednesday by the yeah. time you listen to this on thursday like seven more fucking browns could test positive the nfl is not considering postponing this game at all 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like Richard said, whoever's on that field is going to have a lot of fantasy points. I um, I wonder what it's it was like. Obviously, fantasy football wasn't there back then, but I wonder what it would have been like to play fantasy during uh, like the the 40s um, and lose players to the draft, the, to the war draft. Imagine what that would be like. <laughs> like, ah, my player got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Brown got drafted this week. So make sure you pick up Johnny Johnson <laughs> from the waiver wire. What's Before a waiver gets... wire? We don't know. We don't know. Um, okay, let's talk about Hunter Renfro, who had a great week last week. Um, we've been talking about him as a good floor play all season. Um, but he's he sort of broke out. So, Sean, what's your opinion here? Is this... Is this a flash game for Hunter Renfro or is this like showing the world what Hunter Renfro can really do um, and he might see a, a steady uptrend from here? Well, as someone who traded up in Dynasty to take Hunter Renfro in the 18th round of our startup draft, this <laughs> is what this guy's capable of. Um I'm not going to say this is what I predicted or anything because like, you know, Derek Carr is the quarterback and I would never predict anything good around that man. Um, <laughs> I really just fucking fired. Yeah, man. If, if he Derek ever Carr. listens to this show, he probably won't do much. But if his brother listens to this show, I'm never going to hear the end of it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> that's a uh, that's Hall of Fame quarterback, Derek Carr, according to his brother. Uh, I honestly with Renfro though, um, this is what he's capable of. This is who he can be as a wide receiver. If he has a quarterback that will actually look his way, target him. It's kind of been the issue that'll actually car a little bit, but that's kind of been the issue with Derek Carr is that he tends to do this thing where he's like, oh Yeah. I have Hunter Renfro and Byron Edwards, and I had Henry Ruggs and uh, Darren Waller. I'm going to only throw to Darren Waller. I'm going to think there's literally only one receiver on this field. He hyper targets guys, and he gets like locked in on them. And the worry I have with Hunter Renfro is that these games of of true true fantasy like smash performances are coming when. Waller's not there. Now, he had some good games earlier in the year with Waller there, but I'm still concerned about it. And if Waller comes back, I think it nudges him down a little bit from where he is. In PPR, he's currently the wide receiver 12, though. Um, year? Yeah. So That's pretty nuts. It is. It really is pretty nuts. I don't think any of us would have predicted that. Um, But he's got... A really safe floor. I don't think this is his new, you know, normal where he's going to have these like 18 plus point weeks. Um, But I think that as long as Waller is out, he's going to be capable of this and his floor will be higher, higher than it was with with Waller there. Um, But when Waller comes back, I would lower my expectations for him. I'd still start him. 
but I would I would definitely not expect as much from him. Yeah, fair enough. I I feel the same. I feel like he's really talented, but he's being held back by his offense, um, which is he's really being held back by his Carter back by his Carter back, who doesn't car not in the slightest. Um, <laughs> so uh, my hope is that for for Hunter Renfro, the player, is that he either I'm not sure about his contract situation, but either he goes to another team or the Raiders. Who, whose whole team situation is kind of up in the air right now. I hope that they get, you know, a better quarterback, maybe, or a good head coach that will actually scheme him into the game um, and not just rely on Derek Carr solely. We know how that's worked. Um, another another Saturday game for you, the Pats at the Colts. Um, the Pats are red hot coming into the latter half of the season. Um, they're currently number one in the AFC, nine and four. Um, and they, I think they can clinch. No, they can't clinch the number one seed. Um, but they're, I believe they they're, can clinch a playoff spot this week, though. Right. Um, against the Colts. So, in true Pats fashion, they're the team is really good, but there's not a lot of fantasy reliability. Um on this team except for maybe at the running back position um there really isn't um Myers and Bourne have been fairly um I don't want to say inconsistent because they've been consistent it's just they haven't been a very like good consistent um they've been kind of fine like you're like oh Eight points. Okay, I guess I'm not thrilled about it, but like I'm also not sitting here going, God damn it, three points. <laughs> so like right. you know, that's it's it's <laughs> it's really just Damian Harris, I think. Right. And now Harris was limited on Wednesday with his, but it looks like he'll be able to play on Saturday. It does sound like he will be playing. Um but you absolutely have to monitor this. And if he does end up missing, then you start up Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre. Hell yeah. And then the Colts, um, fresh off a bye. Uh, it's just still Jonathan Taylor. I don't think they changed anything about their game plan during their bye. I can't um, imagine they did. Yeah. Now, you know, this is something to be said. The Patriots the Bill Belichick game plan is to take away your best weapon. And clearly on the Colts, that is Carson Wentz. Agreed. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, clearly that quarterback. is. <laughs> he can throw the ball and he can hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Very talented. Oh, yes. Um, so it's clearly Jonathan Taylor. So I don't know how Bill is really going to scheme. Is he just going to like stack the box? Uh, I don't know, but he, there is a possibility Bill finds a way to just take Jonathan Taylor out of the game. Um, I definitely wouldn't bet on it, but maybe this could be a sneaky game to, to throw a dart at one of their receivers. What do you think, Sean? So that is exactly, um, that is exactly what I'm expecting. Um, I'm expecting this to be a good 
game to start Michael Pittman in. I'm not sure I'd be starting anyone else, but I think this is going to be a good Pittman game. And I don't think that Jonathan Taylor will be game planned out. I don't think he'll be eliminated, but I think he will have a more um, typical running back game. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than some fucking five touchdown, 200 yard performance like he's had like two times this year or whatever. Um, I, I think this will be a, uh, I got 15 to 18 PPR points from Jonathan Taylor. I can't believe he lost me my week kind of thing. And, uh, (laughs) you know, don't think like that. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I don't think, I don't think they'll be able to eliminate him, but I wouldn't be too shocked they did right like it's what they do bill finds a way where there's a bill there's a way jeff goldblum bill uh finds a way you don't get that reference jurassic park oh my god no i haven't seen jurassic park what yeah damn (laughs) just keeps coming sean i don't know how that movie holds up i imagine very good but I don't know. Can't say. Uh, Okay, let's move on to all the Sunday games. So, Sunday games, we have the Cowboys at the Giants. This feels like it'll be a pretty pretty lackluster game. Um, But let's talk about it. Cowboys seems pretty clear who you start. You start the receivers. You start Dalton Schultz, maybe. Um, although Dalton Schultz has been kind of, kind of disappointing as of late, um, had one decent game in week 12, but kind of disappointing since then, ever since I called the Dalton Schultz breakout really. And, um, you also start Z. You mean the tight end six on the year still? Is he really? Yep. Oh my God. Because he's had a couple good games. And he's had only like four games where he's had less than seven points. So, you know, you're tight end six, people. (laughs) Uh, Very sad, the tight end position. Um, It really is. Other than him, Cooper, uh, CD, and maybe Michael Gallup? I don't know. He's been getting a good amount of targets recently. Um, he's caught five, he's had five receptions in the past four games. Each, each game he had five receptions. Um, really? Huh? Yeah. I'm actually pretty surprised about that. Yeah. And, uh, and you start Zeke. Sounds, sounds pretty good. This is a really juicy matchup against the Giants. Um, now on the Giants side, can you start anyone? Is my question to you, Sean. <laughs> Asking Barkley? for Barkley? And that's it. Yeah, it's got to be right. Even Barkley. So. Barkley actually had a trust. pretty good week last week. Yeah, he did. Um, I just like don't trust it. any of these wide receivers. I barely trust Saquon as it is. So that is it for me on the giant side. Ah, <sighs> sad, brutal. Speak. Speaking of sad, the Texans are playing at the Jaguars. Um. 
This is this actually could be a pretty interesting game because of how even the teams are. Um, anyone you're excited to start in this game on either side? Um, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> uh, I feel like we say that every week. Brandon Cooks. What? Boy, yeah. are there any fantasy pieces in this matchup? <laughs> this is. You know what though? Since it's such an even matchup, I bet like. There's going to be a lot of fancy points actually scored in this game. We just don't know how it's going to happen. It's absolutely possible. Yeah. So if you want, pick a pick a player in this game. Throw him out there. Um, uh, you can stream Davis Mills this week. Yep. Oh. Probably stream Trevor Lawrence too. Yeah. Like if you're starting someone in this team or in this game. This week, I'm very sorry for your first round exit. (laughs) Or glorious victory, Sean. You never know. I tell you what, if you win with a player on these teams in your starting lineup, what I mean by that is non-flex position. Not in flex position. Send me. What's that? Not in flex position. Yeah. Like they're your starter. Oh, wow. Okay. They're your wide receiver two or your running back two. Okay. Tweet it at me with proof that you won. <laughs> I will send you $5 on Venmo to buy a beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Free beer if you win. There you One go. One of these players. Offer valid uh, only this week. <laughs> and uh, I'll say I'll say for the first four people. <laughs> And if we actually oh. hit four people, I'll make sure to mention that next week. Hey, um, wow, great. Maybe I'll throw something. Do I count, Sean? No, sorry. Oh, that's hurtful. Because you're not in the playoffs. Boom. Oh, uh, extra hurtful. Boom, roasted. <laughs> um, speaking of playoffs, the Titans are playing at the Steelers. Pittsburgh is still in playoff contention. Um, and Titans yes, are obviously... Yes, they're in the AFC. Which means everyone's in playoff contention. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of insane. Um, the Titans are first in the AFC South. They obviously want to stay there. The Steelers are fourth in the AFC North, but still only like one game out of playoff territory. We I'd are... We are... Mark. We are a game yeah. and a half out of being number one in the division. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> it's just um, stupid. This division in particular is very stupid. So, obviously, on this, let's start with the Steelers side. Then, obviously, you start Najee, you start Deontay. Um, the Muth has been um, not as the Muth has been not as um, Luth. Luth as of late. But he's still putting up pretty good numbers for a tight end. All right. I mean, he's he's caught a touchdown three of the past four games. He obviously had his big breakout in the middle of the season. So I I still think he he's a worthy start, especially at tight end where you probably don't have much choice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, You're starting Friar Muth. Uh, almost certainly 
if you have him. Um, because he's a tight end that has a really good probability to catch a touchdown. Um, Richard, do you know who leads the league in, and I'll give it to you, this this is not Pat Fryermuth, um, who leads the league in touchdowns, receiving touchdowns at the tight end position? Uh, it's not Travis Kelsey? It's not Travis Kelsey. TJ Hawkinson. No. I wish. No, nope. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, very good. Dawson Knox, yes. It is Dawson Knox. That's in number be. two. Do you know who's number two? Fryermuth? Pat Fryermuth with seven. How much does Fryermuth said Dawson Knox has eight. Which is very impressive considering he missed two games. Um yeah. Fryermuth has seven touchdowns. And six of them have come since week eight. Um he has been on fire. Yeah, he he's really been on fire. His his down games, sure, they're down games, but he's not absolutely killing you. You know, he's not goosing you like some other top tier tight ends can do, like Gasicki. Um <clears throat> but he's also not like murdering you and he's he's scoring a lot of touchdowns. And so I think he's a pretty good tight end rest of season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on the Titans side, Derrick Henry uh, is going to uh, be really okay. quick. This is a week you can stream Big Ben. Ooh, do do elaborate. Um, ben has been Ben has been. He's. Wow, I can't I can't move past that sentence right now. I'm trying to like. All right, <clears throat> Roethlisberger has been a top 12 quarterback three of the last four weeks. And Tennessee Titans, that defense is pretty bad. Um, there's a chance that Najee can take this game over. Sure. But I think the Steelers will have to throw to stay in this game. And Ben has been... Fuck, I did it again. <laughs> Ben has put up top 12 numbers in the games where he's had to lead the team back uh, and and score and throw the ball a ton. And I think that this is the same kind of uh, game that that'll happen in. So it's just a good matchup with a quarterback who has been a lot better recently. Yeah. I'm not saying I love it, but... If you need someone, I think he's a solid streamer. Hmm. Asking for a friend, uh, Ben Roethlisberger or Jimmy Garoppolo? I would still do Jimmy Garoppolo. Much better defensive matchup. Okay. Uh, okay. And then on the Titans side, it's despite their really good performance as a team, it's tough to to count on a fantasy piece in this matchup or in on this team. Um, Julio is back from IR to not much fanfare to not much fanfare um, or receptions last week for 33 yards. Uh, Don Foreman is the running back here. Um, and uh, yeah, do we, I'm at a loss here, Sean. Do you like any of these pieces? I don't know, man. The Titans, 
they're just they're so so beat up right now that it's really hard to like any of these guys but I think Deonta Foreman will be a good play this week Steelers defense has been absolutely atrocious against the run um they have given up a massive performance I think what one two three four five five games in a row now against DeAndre Swift, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Devonta Freeman, and Delphine Cook. Right. Granted, I know what you're thinking. Four of those guys are very good, and one of those guys is a corpse. But these guys are, like, as someone who's had the displeasure of watching the Steelers defense get gashed week in and week out, um, these guys are ripping off, like, 10-plus area runs over and over. The, the defensive line for the Steelers is just getting absolutely beaten to hell right now. So I think this is a very good matchup for Donta Foreman because he appears to be the lead guy. Okay. I don't think I want to start anyone else here, though. You don't like Julio? Um, uh, you can start Julio this week. Julio He's always is, worth a shot, right? Yeah. I know he hasn't really done much this year, and that's really, really unfortunate and frustrating. But Steelers' defense is very beat up right now, like I said, and I just don't think they have anyone who can really efficiently cover Julio, even an older Julio, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. The New York Jets are playing at the Miami Dolphins. Um, I'm actually pretty excited for this matchup. Um, let's see what the Dolphins can really do against a pretty soft, pretty soft Jets defense. Uh, they are in playoff contention, Sean, um, at six and seven. Your boy Tua can maybe, maybe bring them to the promised land. Um, who do we like in this game? Is this, is this another game that's just, um, whoever doesn't have COVID, you probably want to play? So if Miles Gaskin, uh, clears through the protocol. I am happy playing him. If Salvin Ahmed clears through the protocol, I am happy playing him. If neither of them do, and Malcolm Brown gets activated off of IR, I'm happy playing Malcolm Brown. I'm no love for Philip Lindsay, huh? So the thing is, is like, I'm not happy playing Lindsay if he comes off IR and the other guys don't. But it will be a good play. I just, I don't know. I'm not the, I'm having a hard time buying into Philip Lindsay uh, this year just because of, I don't know, like he should have been the best guy on the Texans and they ended up waving right. him. You know, right. like, I'm like, hmm, something's off with him this year if he's getting waved by the fucking Texans. Um, yeah. And then Gasicki. Awesome play this week, I think. Uh, Devante Parker will be a, a really good play if he's healthy and plays. And, of course, the Emperor Penguin himself, Jalen Waddle. Waddle, Waddle. Waddle, Waddle. Your boy, uh, Jakeem Grant, got a really nice touchdown last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fast. He is, He's on the Bears now, right? Let me see. I think so. 
I know you're bringing him up because he was a dolphin. Yeah. A literal dolphin. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, he's on the Bears. Yeah. I, I was very happy to see that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Jakeem is no longer on the Dolphins, but I'm still thrilled anytime he does anything good because holy shit, he's fun. He's so fun to watch. So fast. Um, he's so fast and he is so small. <laughs> on the Jets side of the football. Okay, we've talked about all the Jets I want to start. <laughs> There's uh, no Elijah one here, Moore. right? Like, Zach Wilson has looked... Zach Wilson has looked okay. Um, But I don't want to start Zach Wilson in a matchup against this defense who has been basically just going, eh, fuck it. Blitz zero every goddamn play because I think they'll just <laughs> annihilate the poor kid. Um, yeah. I don't think he's ready to face that aggressive a de- of a defense. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start Ty Johnson because he hasn't done anything uh, even with Tevin Coleman out. I don't want to start yeah. Tevin Coleman because I'm pretty sure he might have been placed on IR. No, he isn't. Um, I don't want to start Tevin Coleman because he's old as fuck. Um, and <laughs> How about Michael Carter, huh? What's that? How about Michael Carter coming back from IR? It's possible. And Robert if Carter... Sala said he will play. Ooh, really? Yeah. Bold statement. Um, I mean, if Carter comes back from IR, then yeah, he'd be the guy I'd play out of all these, all of the Jets. You know, Elijah Moore is now on IR. So I wouldn't play Elijah Moore. Jameson Crowder has been disappointing as hell. And that's it. I'm not playing a jet besides Michael Carter if I'm playing anyone. Do you try and go out and get Elijah Moore if you're if you play Dynasty? Yeah. If your if your team is or if your league is still allowing for trades right now, absolutely. That kid has shown that he's very talented. Yeah, I think he'll be a really hot commodity in the offseason. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. It turns Definitely out he in- really is Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson combined. <laughs> it's Brian Edwards in disguise. <gasps> My God. Uh, the Washington football team are playing at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is another COVID game for the Washington football team. So start them if you got them. Right? Yeah, like... Um, it's very possible that some guys leave, um, because of COVID, this team has a lot of COVID positives right now. I will say that this is a very good tight end matchup. So start Ricky Seals Jones this week. Um, no matter what. Yeah. Unless he pops positive for COVID. Um, yeah. I mean, especially with Terry McLaurin questionable for this week. You start Antonio Gibson. Um, I think it's just those two, right? I do think that's just those two. The Eagles defense has been very good against the pass. And if Terry McLaurin misses this game, I'm not starting any receiver. I'm just starting Ricky. Um, I think that's it for the, the football teams. As for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Hurts. What's that? Jalen Hurts could be back. Yeah. I'd roll Jalen Hurts out if he's there. 
Um, still, he's still splitting reps with uh, Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely uh, up in the air whether or not he'll play. If he does play, I think you start him. And I think Miles Sanders is back. Huh? I'm not starting Miles Sanders again, though. Especially not with the fact that the last three games he's come back for, he's left injured. Yeah, he had a great game before he left injured last game. Yeah, In but it was 13. against the Jets. Fair enough. Um, he still, <laughs> even in that game, didn't have a ton of volume. Yeah. No, no he, had 20, he had 24 attempts. He had 24 attempts in that game against the Jets? Yeah. Oh, wow, uh, he did. Look at that. Okay, never mind. I stand corrected. Um, I wouldn't want to play him on this week as he returns from injury. Yeah. That's, I think that's... Yeah. So that, I think that's the deciding factor in that for me. Um, right. I don't, I'm not keen on starting any of these receiving threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess except Dallas Goddard. Yeah. But if Jalen Hurts doesn't play, then I would start Dallas Goddard for sure. And I think that's it. String of really disappointing matchups so far. Um, I feel like the fantasy landscape as a whole is not very, <laughs> very underwhelming right now due to all the COVID, COVID uh, absences. Yeah, there's so many COVID absences. There's so many injuries. It's this is a weird, weird fantasy season. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the Cardinals are playing at the Lions. This is a great matchup for the Cardinals. Um. Lions are obviously out of playoff contention, so um, I expect this to be pretty much a stomp. Um, I know Dan Campbell is like a give it everything you got no matter what kind of guy, but if you're out of playoff contention, like, are you really going to do that? Well, and also when you just don't have a lot to give, can you give it much? Right. (laughs) So start all your Cardinals uh, within reason. like we said earlier, the AJ Green and Christian Kirk duo are good with DeAndre Hopkins out. And James Conner is getting MRI on his ankle. So as a man as a Connor manager who needs him uh very critically this week, I hope he plays. But if he doesn't, Chase Edmonds seems to be coming back from injury and he could be a good play here. Um and as always, start Kyler Murray. And as for the Lions, is there a world where you don't play Kyler Murray this year? You don't play any of these receiving threats because I don't think they'll need to do anything but run. Or is that just just overthinking it? I think that might be overthinking. It's still an NFL team at at the end of the day. Yeah, that's fair. We've seen crazier Um, things happen. Especially this season. So that's a great point. <laughs> um, I do think you start both Chase Edmonds and James Conner, though, if both of them play. I think I'd start any Cardinals running back. You know? Yeah. Um, Lion side, Swift is out. Jamal Williams is out. Uh, we talked about. Has actually gotten some talk about maybe playing this week? Really? Yeah, I don't think it'll happen, but I know that there's been like a comment or two about it. 
Let me look that up just to make sure. Hungers for knee. Hmm. The kneecaps. I swear Dan Campbell said something about. Well, he might play. Hmm. 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 All right. I can't find anything. So never mind. I guess not. Okay. Um. And then we, you know, we talked about Amaran St. Brown on the waiver show. And it's probably just going to be him and TJ Hawkinson. Any faith in the other receivers here? um, Maybe Josh Reynolds. Um, I I like him enough. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about it. Um, But maybe him. And... Mm, that's really it. Hawk is questionable um, after missing last game. But if he does play... Now, if he plays, I'm not starting him. The Cardinals are very, very good against tight end. Yeah. Um, I know that that sounds funny, considering George Kittle just, you know, Kittled all over them. But... um, <laughs> No, wait. He didn't. I'm smoking crack. That was the Seahawks. He did that too. Um, do you sure, start I mean, Craig Reynolds in this game? Let me let me take a look at his. Craig Reynolds is a third-year player who uh, has not gotten a single snap this year, and then had eleven attempts for eighty-three yards and two Seven. receptions for sixteen. 7.6 yards per attempt, Sean. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, yes. 25. Against a pretty good Denver defense. From Cootstown College. That's uh, not a real place. That can't be a real place. <laughs> 225 pounds. I don't know. This That's a pretty impressive first stat line. Um, it is. Um, he was getting some preseason hype. But yeah. I'm not sold on this. Um, it feels like chasing the dragon. Uh, Godwin Iguibuke had a pretty costly fumble. And I don't know about Jamar Jefferson. I don't know why he was not super involved. Well, the star, the pride of Cootstown University here. Gotta That's, fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Um. Yeah, I. You might have to, right? With you, with all these, with all these COVID injuries or COVID absences, you might have to. Um, I don't think he's a terrible bet here. Um, and in a pinch, I feel like Craig Reynolds could be good, but definitely don't don't try to start him if you don't have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the Panthers are playing at the Bills, Sean. This is the the time. Of the season as a Panthers fan, where you check your phone, you look, and you're like, oh, they lost. And you're like, wow, they've been losing a lot. And you're like, hmm, that means we have a high draft pick next year. That's going to be nice. Yeah, man. And, you, uh, can, you can use that high draft pick to trade up to get Derek Stingley at another, yeah. another cornerback to Matt Rule's. Thanos gauntlet. <laughs> Cornerback. Corner back. I said quarterback. Oops. Um no, I got what you meant. And because God no, we we can't draft a quarterback. No, no. way. I mean if we 
We didn't Justin last week. Last year. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Yeah, I can't wait. The 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 we were talking about this before the show, but the the narrative on Matt Rule has really turned um because of the quarterback situation. Um and I'm kind of there with with the rest of Panthers Nation. It's I don't know if he really knows what he's doing at this point. Um he hasn't put results on the field. Um he's had a couple his team's had a couple flashes, but not much for Panthers fans to be proud of. So uh we're gonna get nothing but nothing short of annihilated by these bills here. So uh I don't know. I probably wouldn't start any Panther here, especially with CMC out. Because you don't know who's gonna be at quarterback. And if there's gonna be multiple people at quarterback, then you don't if you have more than one quarterback, you don't have any quarterbacks. So um right? Sean, do you agree? Fade all Panthers here? It really pains me to say, but I feel like it's a good fantasy move. I am going to suggest a Panther to play. I cannot fucking believe I'm saying this. God damn, I can't believe I'm about to say this. <clears throat> I think you can start one of these wide receivers. I think you can start Robbie Anderson. Hey, Robbie A. Robbie A. Making um, a comeback. Yeah, I. All right. Ah, this is gonna be. Is tough it just because he had a good game last week? It's in part because he had a good game last week. He had okay. seven receptions for eighty-four yards and a touchdown on twelve targets. On twelve targets, and that's the key thing to me. He had twelve targets that game. Why? Because DJ Moore left. The hamstring injury. Tredavious White is done for the season, which means the Bills defense is a little easier to pass on than they've been. I think with that volume and with how necessary he will be to the offense to possibly, possibly um, compete in this game, that I think you can start him this week. Good point. Uh, Sam Darnold might also be back. He can rekindle that connection he had with Robbie. Um, although I'm I'm looking on ESPN and it says they uh, Darnold might still need a week or two, which uh, makes sense. Um, not that consequential for the Panthers right now. And on the Bills, we talked about Josh Allen earlier. I think everything hinges on whether or not he plays this week. Um, if he doesn't, I think it's really only digs that you can start. Um, but if he does start your usual suspects, you can start digs. You can start, uh, Dawson Knox for the touchdown upside. And, uh, I think that's it. Um, the Bengals are playing at the Broncos. Um, I believe they are both in playoff contention. They are. They are both AFC teams. (laughs) Right. So. Yeah, there's only, there's only, weirdly enough, okay, so I keep making that joke, weirdly enough, of the four teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs, three of them are in the AFC, however, those three had a combined, well, I'm doing math, a combined seven wins, and (laughs) 32 losses, Jesus, um, the 
next lowest win total in the entire AFC is six games. Wow. And that is three teams. And you have one, two, three, four, five teams at seven wins and two teams at eight wins, three teams at nine wins, which means the fourth place AFC team is three games behind the first place AFC team. The playoff picture wow. in the AFC is wide open. Um, like the so Dolphins up. could potentially make it. Which is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, because they were what? Two and seven at one point? Yeah. Um, yeah, they ripped off five wins in a row. Wow. Good for the Dolphins. <laughs> it's your boy Tua coming in hot at the end, at the latter half of the season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the Bengals, let's start with them. Uh, I think Jamar Chase heard our podcast last week and he said, T. Higgins. Nah, man, I'm the wide receiver one. And he ripped off a huge stat line, five for 77, two touchdowns, uh, really stuck it to us. And T. Higgins didn't have a bad game. He had five for 114, didn't have the two touchdowns. And Tyler Boyd was left in the dust as usual. Um, So it's really, it feels like a toss up at this point between Jamar Chase and um, T. Higgins. It's really weird because Chase was a complete lost you the week guy until the fourth right. quarter. Right. Like, I don't know what happened, but, you know, they seem to figure that out um, in the in the in the last quarter of that game. Um, mm hmm. You, I mean, yeah, I think you just start Jamar Chase every week, though. I don't think you can rationalize sitting him at this point. He's really only had one bad game. Um, The rest of them have all been pretty, pretty good, pretty phenomenal. Um, He's had two games that were like, like, he had three games in a row that felt like bad games. Yeah. He's had five games in a row that felt like bad games, right? But yeah. they weren't that bad, really. Um, they didn't kill you. Yeah, they didn't kill you. It's just the fact that they're in a row. Yeah. You know, he was 18, 12, 20, 10, 25, 11, 30, 11. Five, eleven, five, seven. You know, it was very up and down with him. So you felt like, yeah. oh yeah, he's whatever, he's awesome, cool. But he's still been doing great. Yeah, I definitely, I he's definitely worth just keeping in your lineup. <laughs> you, you gotta because he can have these these uh, huge games, and you don't want to mm -hmm. miss out on that. Um, on the Broncos side. It is all about these running backs. Um, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, we had questions about if Melvin Gordon would really get any work if since Javante had his huge breakout game. And the answer was, yes, he does. He gets a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, the the answer which... was, 
I completely predicted that this coaching staff would do what they did. <laughs> yeah, good on you. That's uh, not that's not me trying to toot my own horn. That's me trying to say, Jesus fucking Christ, guys, you are so predictable. Right. And it's nothing's changed. Same old, same old for the Broncos here. Uh, play both these running backs. Either of them could have really good games. I think they both have a pretty solid floor. Um, and just hope and pray. So, in half point PPR, do you know who of the receiving options scored the most fantasy points for the Broncos this last week? The fact that you're asking, not obvious answer. Is it Noah Fant? No. Uh, <laughs> he was the second. Uh, is our boy Tim Patrick? No. Is it someone I've never heard of? Almost certainly. <laughs> All right, who is it? Albert Okubanung. Ah, yes, Albert Okubanung. I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. The Albert O, as the announcers call him, because they don't even want to try. Um, <laughs> he caught five for 41 in a touchdown. Yeah. And that was the most productive receiving option on this team. That wasn't a running back. Yeah. This is, it is Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. You don't think about starting anyone else, which is insane. Insane. There's so much target or there's so much talent on their receiving core. That's a real, real shame. If if they actually manage to get Aaron Rodgers this offseason, this offense has potential to be the best offense in football next year. Right. I will talk about this a lot in, in the offseason, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, I feel like Denver's a pretty sweet deal. You know? Yeah. Their team's not bad. Um Denver's like not the hugest market, but like a pretty big market. Um, the Broncos are a pretty famous team. Probably pay you pretty well. I don't know. Probably win a Super Bowl pretty easily. Yeah. Be in Super Bowl contention pretty easily at that point. Yeah. Um, not a bad deal. Okay, the Falcons are playing at the Niners. The Falcons uh, are inching closer and closer to playoff territory. Um, and it's all happening through Cordero Patterson. Yep. Um, yeah. 16 rush, 16 rushing attempts, five targets. It's all him. Um, Kyle Pitts is not, <laughs> is just a, a distant memory at this point for this season. Um, so. And Russell Gage did exactly what he always does. You go, oh, Russell Gage had seven or six for 62 and one. That's a good week. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Russell Gage had 11 for 130. That's a good week. I'm going to start him. And then he puts up four for 64 and you're like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> Fell for it again. Mm hmm. Every, Every year. Every year. He's the Derek Carr of wide receivers. He's the what? He's the Derek Carr of wide receivers. <laughs> he doesn't car. You don't car. Yeah, he's a tough one to gauge, huh? Ha! Ha, ha, ha. Because you want to gauge your eyes out. <laughs> um. 
Um, so yeah, just start Cordero Patterson Whoa. on the Falcons. Don't do any. <laughs> don't start anyone else. Oh, that really, uh, really got me. <laughs> You're really trying to to rustle some jimmies, huh? <laughs> hey, hey. Um, and as for the Niners, um, if Elijah Mitchell plays, you play him, and you play George Kittle. And you play Debo Samuel. If Elijah Mitchell doesn't play, you play Kittle and Samuel and probably Ayuk. And you don't fucking bother with any other running back. No love for Mr. Wilson Jr.? No. He hasn't Mr. been good. Hasty. Brian Hill's on this team. Do you know that? Carry on Johnson's on this team. Wow. Those. Two players are certainly players that are considered running backs by the depth charts. <laughs> uh, yeah, simple enough. Um, the yep. Seattle Seahawks are playing at the Los Angeles Rams. I feel like the Seahawks have not been doing too poorly as of late. They, um, as is tradition, they listen to our podcast and they're like, we'll show you what we're made of. Um, so Rashad Penny had a breakout game. We talked about it on the waiver wire show. Two touchdowns, 137 yards on 16 attempts. And um, we said this on the waiver show as well. Don't count on him, right? Like he's not this one game does not prove that he's a star. I get that he was a high draft pick, um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't like if you have Rashad Penny and you got this huge production out of him, I wouldn't be like, ah, yes, I have a running back one now. Um, I would consider him a flex at best. Right. And if you if you have a lot of spots to fill because of covid, Rashad Penny's not a bad play at all, um, but he does have a tough matchup against the Rams this week um, and against Chicago the next week and week 17, if you manage to get there. um. He's got a really juicy matchup against Detroit, but who knows if he stays healthy in that long. <laughs> um, any thoughts on, on, on Penny before we move on to receivers here? Um, not that you haven't really said he, he's yeah. Start him if you really fucking need to, but Holy crap, I'm not going to be happy if I have to start Rashad Penny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tyler Lockett in a similar vein, uh, had a breakout game again, and you're like, "Ooh, Tyler Lockett exists." Um, or you're more than likely you played against Tyler Lockett, and you're like, "God damn it!" <laughs> One game against me, he goes off. He's um, been surprisingly consistent these last four weeks. Yeah, he scored above ten points in in the past month. Yeah, so not bad. Pretty, pretty scarily with DK Metcalf vanishing. <laughs> yeah, Metcalf did not have a great game this past week. And uh, there's only so much of the pie in Seattle, you know? Yeah. And it's going to be a smaller pie because they're playing the Rams. But maybe they have a chance because they the pie is filled with COVID. Yeah, I um. I think this is a game 
where I'm going to be starting DK Metcalf again. He said it. Wow. How did it this, how uh, did it feel last week? Um not great, Jim. <laughs> it felt like, you know, alright, well, I kinda have to start this guy because everyone on my roster died. I had to start him, KJ Osborne, and Nick Westbrook Akine last week because Keenan Allen went on IR, Jalen Waddle was on bye, and Kadarius Tony is dead. Um so that was a rough week. This yeah. week though, I I think he'll be necessary in this game because I think the Rams will be able to put up points. Um and Jalen Ramsey is currently out, and not only is he out, but also DK Metcalf has done well against Jalen Ramsey uh, wow. in, in all their games. It's the kryptonite. So he's not done, like, awesome in all their games, but he's done well. He's had, you know, a couple down games, and he's had a couple good games. He had a blow-up game. uh earlier this year when he went five for 98 and two. So I think you start him this week. I think you start Lockett as well. And you just fucking go, fuck it. It's the Seahawks. One of them will be good. <laughs> what a, what a, God, this life. team is so unexciting though, isn't it? It is. It really is. Um, especially when we thought they'd be a really great team coming into this season. Everything, Tires really just fell off for this team this year. Yeah, and it's so hard to be excited about any of these guys. I I'm with you, Sean. Pete Carroll needs to go. No one no one's talking about him in that light, I feel like. I can't fucking believe it, dude. He can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> yeah. Um and then on the Ram side, I think the usual suspects are in play. I think who you start is pretty obvious at this point. You start Henderson Cup, uh, OBJ, who's been getting pretty good usage recently, um, and Matthew Stafford if they are healthy. And if they are not, you start the other people or you find other options. Yeah, I mean, that is that is exactly it, right? Like, if OBJ misses the game with COVID, you start Van Jefferson. If Daryl Henderson misses the game with COVID, you start Sony Michelle. If all of those four guys have COVID, Cooper Cup is going to set the single game receiving record. And, <laughs> you know, all these guys are locked in starts depending on the health of themselves and the guys around them. The Packers are playing at the Ravens. Pretty hype matchup. Um, is it? Yeah, I feel like. If Lamar yeah. Jackson's healthy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, even if he's not healthy, or even if he is healthy, I don't know. He's not been doing well as of late. Um, no, and the Packers' defense is very stout. Yeah. So, Aaron Rodgers has a, has a bit of a, a toe issue that he seems to be vocal about, but doesn't actually care when he's on the field. Yeah, it's um, called, ooh, my toe. Everyone, pay attention to that and stop talking about me breaking all the rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So Packers, same same story as always. You you can start Rodgers. You obviously start Devontae Adams, um, and Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones had a nice game last week. We we love to see it. And on the Ravens side, it it really depends on Lamar Jackson, right? Um, do you like Mark and do you like any of the receiving options if Lamar Jackson's there or not there? I think. Do you like Devontae the, Freeman still? I think the only guy I'm starting in this matchup on the Ravens' side, if Lamar is not there, is Mark Andrews. Yeah. Because the Packers' defense is very good. They are getting a ton of reinforcements this week, including Jair Alexander. Oh, he's coming and back. Nice. Almost certainly. Um, it's not 100% yet, but... Almost certainly going to be back this week. If Lamar starts, I still think it's just Mark Andrews. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, on top of that, I think the Packers defense is going to be a great play this week. They're, mm. they're getting a, a lot of pressure. Um, and they are a good defense to play against poor lines, uh, poor offensive lines. Uh, they are a very like aggressive front. And I think this is the type of week where they can really lay a beating on the Ravens offense, especially if Lamar does not play. Yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't even think about the Lamar not playing scenario as far as the Packers defense. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a great start and probably one you can sneak off, sneak off free agency, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, so Sunday night football, the Saints at the Buccaneers, um, also pretty hype matchup. Taysom Hill is killing it, uh, for fantasy, not exactly killing it for NFL football. Um, so we hope you manage to pick him up. We hope you're starting him. Um, and I feel like the I feel like the starts in this game are pretty obvious. You start Kamara on the Saints, you start Taysom Hill and really nobody else. And then on the Bucks side, you start Brady, you start the receivers, you start Fournette. And that's it. Anyone else you want to mention here? No. That's really crazy. Like the Bucks are just like, yeah, fire up everyone, and the Saints are like, don't start anyone except these two guys. <laughs> yeah. What a dichotomous yeah, who, uh, matchup. Who would have thought like two years ago that this is where we would be? Definitely not me. So I really want to, I really want to, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. So I really want to just talk about this really quick. Okay. Lamar Jackson, first half of the season. Okay. Okay. The tale of two seasons. Lamar had a sixty-eight percent completion percentage, a uh, nine touchdowns on seventeen hundred passing yards, roughly, and five interceptions. He had right so nine to five touchdown interception ratio. Mm -hmm. He had four hundred rushing yards and two touchdowns. He had five fumbles and three fumbles lost. Yeah. Okay. Now, if we go to the Second half of the season. 
He has a 61% completion percentage. Okay. He's passed for just under 1,200 yards. Okay. He's thrown seven touchdowns and okay. eight interceptions. And he's ran for 400 rushing yards. And he's had a fumble, but it was not lost. He started off the season quite hot. Yeah. And this second half of the season has been brutal for him. Um, he also just has no rushing touchdowns the second half of the season. I really think Lamar is, he's not a one-trick pony, but he is very one-dimensional. And I get that his passing has become better, but like, there's only so much he can do. And once you, once you have three years of tape on him, he's not going to develop anything else, right? Mm, I'm not going to sit here and say too much against Lamar, because I think he's a game-breaking talent. But he really um, can be exposed when he has to be, when he's put in a position where he has to pass to win a game. Um, he can do it. He's done it a couple times this year, even. But he is not a, um, he's not an elite arm talent by any yeah. means. He's right. still a game breaker. Uh, if he's allowed to do his thing, you know? I just think it's so easy to, or rather, it's not so easy, but there is a, a limit. There is a shelf life to his play style and how how often, how long it'll be effective, you know? Well, yeah. Okay, so I the last matchup. I disagree with that. Yeah. Last matchup we have is the Vikings at the Bears on Monday Night Football. Um,. Bears are starting to get a little hot. Um, Fields had a pretty nice game last week. And uh, we mentioned him on the waiver wire show. What do you think of this matchup, Sean? I mean, let's, well, we'll, we'll go through the fantasy pieces first. Thielen uh, is still out. So KJ Osborne, Tyler Conklin take a step up. So does Just Jefferson. Dalvin Cook came back with a vengeance. 205 yards. Jesus, I didn't realize it was that brutal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> against Sean's four Steelers here. Did you um, watch that game? I did not, no. Holy fuck, dude. You missed a fucking game, bro. Was it good? It was. Yeah. In. It was in. in how do I define this? Boy, it sure was something. <laughs> um, It. All right, so I'll read you the box score really quick. Yeah. Um, first quarter, Steelers, zero. Vikings, six. Second quarter, Steelers, zero. Vikings, 17. Third quarter, Steelers, seven. Vikings, six. Means going into the third quarter, it was seven to 29. Steelers, 21. Vikings, seven. <laughs> the very last play of the game was Ben throwing to Fryermuth in the end zone, him catching the ball and being lit up by Harrison Smith. Oh my God. Had he caught that touchdown, we could have gone for two and sent the game to overtime. Had the Steelers 
done all of this and won that game, it would have been the largest regular season comeback of all time. Wow. But alas, the record stands, and I am sad. Oof. I texted my dad. I texted my dad around the 12-minute mark of the fourth quarter. It was after the... um, After the James Washington touchdown, uh, they scored like, so the two minute mark of the third quarter, the 14 minute mark or the, the 15 basically minute mark of the fourth quarter and then 12 minute mark of the fourth, uh, fourth quarter. So in like what, or seven, seven minutes of game time, they scored 21 points. And my dad texts me and goes, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> how are we? St- how are we suddenly in this game? And I texted him back. This fucking team is gonna do it to me. They're gonna get my hopes up. They're gonna make <laughs> me think we can win this game, only to keep me up all night and disappoint me. You are a true Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. You're a Steelers fan as they come. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I on hate you. this team. They can buy your team. <laughs> uh, I hate this team. See you all Sunday. Death. So death do you part. Oh, the way they fucking play. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack real soon. (laughs) Okay. And finally, the Bears. Okay. So they had a good game. Do you like any of the pieces better here, Sean? Um, Yeah. I want to talk really quick about what you said a couple minutes ago about, um, you know, the Bears are, 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 what did you say? I think you might have getting their shit together or on a tear or something like that. What was your phrasing? They had a good game. You were complimentary about the Bears. And I just want to point out that you shouldn't be because they've only won one game since week five. That is sure. And it was against the Lions. (laughs) So it doesn't really count. Also, it was only by two points against the Lions. Holy shit. (laughs) I... Okay, maybe not the Bears, but fantasy. I get what they, you're saying. They had totally get what you're saying. Production. Justin Fields has looked better week after week, and let's face it, that's a win for the Bears. But holy shit, Matt Nagy needs to be drawn and quartered. He fucking sucks, man. Yeah, he really sucks so does. much. And like, I just, I think I might have mentioned it last week on the show, but like. He's also just not a likable guy at all. And like when you suck and you're a dick, That's you're tough. the worst. That's tough. You just you're the fucking worst. <laughs> now, fantasy analysis wise, um Monty? David Montgomery? That's it. No, you can play Darnell Mooney. The Vikings defense isn't very good against the run or against the pass. Um, I'm not scared of this defense at all. So I think you can start Mooney and you can start Monty. It's, you got to kind of take a step back and be like, hold on, let's get the gross bears feeling out of our stomach here for a second and really think about this from a fantasy perspective. Those guys should produce. Bears also play the Seahawks in week 16. So you could maybe catapult yourself into some wins in the playoffs. Uh, or sneak some wins is what I mean to say. Sneak some wins out with uh, with Darnell Mooney. Um, okay, that's going to do it for all our matchups. 
Um, there's only one thing left to do, Sean, and that is the answer to our quick question from the beginning. Oh, wait, there's and... two things left to do. Yes? I have to make my batshit insane prediction of the week. Ooh, okay, you want to do that first? Sure, let's do that first. Let's do it. Sean's batshit crazy prediction of the week. Dun, dun, dun. I think the Panthers are going to pull this game out. No, no. Are you saying that because you think Josh Allen won't play? No, I just think that's the game of the week that's like, yep, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one that makes us go. What the fuck is going on this year? <laughs> All of the things are leaning to the Panthers have absolutely no chance in this matchup. And so I'm going for it. I'm going for the glory call. I think oh that there's a chance that the Panthers come out and somehow pull off one of those confusing Panthers wins. Now, if the Panthers win and Josh Allen didn't play, kind of a wash, right? No, I'm still taking credit for that. All right, all right. <laughs> you, are, you are a bolder man than I, Sean. Listen, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm betting money on it, but... <laughs> um. Okay, wow. Okay, well, check back in. How's the coin doing, by the way? Ah, the coin, um, it's officially lost one. Damn. Yeah. Now, I meant to ask you, is the coin only predicting for the Raiders, or is it predicting for everyone? Only for the Raiders. Oh, okay. I was, I thought it predicted every single game, and you said it was 100% oh for God, like 10 dude. weeks. I was like, Jesus. Oh, my God. I can't know. I can't. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think there is a number we can fathom for the percentage likelihood of that happening. Right. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. So the answer to our quick question from the beginning, which was. Da, 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 da. What percent of American dog or cat owners allow a pet to share their bed with them every night? So I said 45. Sean said 69. Nice. nice. And the answer is 31%. Wow. 31%. Wow. wow. So we both lose. We both got wrecked. You were right. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Jesus. That really feels pretty low. It does. Pretty the source for this was IKEA, which I don't quite get. All right. Yeah, that's a little that's, strange to me. Yeah, it's an odd one. Yeah, it's also from 2018, so like pre-COVID. Um, that's gonna do it for our show, everybody. It's so uh, weird. That really feels like a low percentage, like a real low percentage, huh? It does. Yeah, I really thought it'd be oh. closer to half. Do I get a point for this? Because I said 69%, 31% is, you know, like 69 plus 31 is 100. I think, I think mathematically that makes sense. I th I'm pretty sure I won. No, I think you get anti-credit because that means you're the most wrong. Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't think that's how math works. <laughs> 
Uh, it actually makes follow, way more sense. You can follow us at Football Pod on Twitter. You can follow me at Richard Yen FF, and you can follow Sean at Aztecar, A Z T E K A R. Teach him a little something about math. Um, good wow. luck in your playoffs, everybody. Uh, we hope you make it to round two, and we hope you escape the toilet bowl if that's what if that's the position. Cough, um, Richard. We'll cough. <laughs> And we'll see you guys next week. Any last words, Sean? Um, I am pumped to be uh be in a league where I'm I'm having my first official fantasy playoff bye. So, Ooh, congrats! Pretty hype about that, baby. Yeah. Good luck, everyone, especially if you're Good in luck. playoffs. All right, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.